For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, the parable of the ten virgins. This is part two of the series. So looking at the second sign of Moses, Exodus chapter 4, verse 7, and he said, put your hand in your bosom again. And so the Hebrew word that's translated as again is shuv, and it's the Strong's number 7725 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary. And so shuv has the meaning of to return and to repent, to be restored. And he put his hand into his bosom shuv again. And he plucked it out of his bosom, and behold, it was turned again, shuv, as his other flesh. So the sequence, the scenario, is Moses was instructed to put his hand on his bosom, or on his flesh, and then it turned leprous, and so the flesh, leprosy, represents sin, and it was a prophecy that the children of Israel would break the covenant at Mount Sinai, and that they would sin, they would be exiled in the nations of the world. And then Moses was instructed to put his hand into his bosom again. And he plucked it out of his bosom and it turned again to how it was in the beginning. The leprosy was gone. That is restoration. And so the spiritual picture is the initial touching of his flesh wherein it resulted in leprosy. That's the sin of the nation of Israel. When Moses put his hand on his bosom again and the leprosy was gone, the word here in Hebrew for again, it signifies repentance. It can be read as repentance. And from repentance, the leprosy was gone and the condition of his flesh was restored. So this is a picture of sin, breaking the covenant, exile, and redemption. And the redemption is going to be likened to a resurrection of the dead. We can see how the gathering of the exiles of Israel and the return to the land is likened to a resurrection of the dead from Ezekiel in chapter 37. In Ezekiel chapter 37, Ezekiel is shown a valley full of bones. As we read in Ezekiel chapter 37 verses 1 and 2, the hand of the Lord was upon me and he carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and he set me down in the midst of the valley which was full of bones. And he caused me to pass by them round about and behold there were very many in the open valley and lo they were very dry. And then it goes on to say in Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 11 that those bones are the whole house of Israel, the house of Jacob, all 
twelve tribes. And then the prophecy under the bones to the house of Jacob, all twelve tribes, in Ezekiel chapter 37, verse 12, prophesy and say unto them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves, and I will bring you into the land of Israel. So the dry bones are dead, and we're told that they represent the twelve tribes of Israel who are exiled in the nations of the world. But the God of Israel told Ezekiel to prophesy to the bones, and in doing so, he's going to cause the dry bones to come to life. I'm going to open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves. Well, if you're going to come up out of your grave, that's a resurrection. So what's this resurrection of the dry bones likened to? I'm going to bring you into the land of Israel. So the 12 tribes of Israel no longer being in exile and returning to the land of Israel, which is ending their exile, is likened to a resurrection of the dead. And in this resurrection of the dead, in this being gathered from the nations of the world, it will result in the following. Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 13. And you will know that I am Yahweh when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves. So they're going to know that who is Yahweh when the 12 tribes of Israel are no longer scattered in the nations and they've been brought back to the land. That's a resurrection of the dead. So from the resurrection of the dead, they're going to believe. What are they going to believe? They're going to know who the Lord is and who's the Lord that they're going to believe in. It is the Messiah. It is Yeshua the Messiah. So the resurrection of the dead, the gathering of the exiles from the nations of the world back to the land is a sign to the nation of Israel, but also to the world that they would believe that Yeshua is the Messiah. So then in this process, the 12 tribes of Israel and the northern kingdom, the 10 tribes, the house of Joseph, Ephraim, they were initially taken into captivity by the Assyrians. And the southern kingdom, the house of Judah, they were taken into captivity by the Babylonians. And the prophecy is that there would be a return in a uniting of northern kingdom and southern kingdom when they're brought back to the land of Israel. And Ezekiel was told to express this prophecy in Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 16 as it is written. Son of man, take one stick and the Hebrew word for stick is eights. And eights in Hebrew means a tree. Take one stick or you could read one tree and write upon it for Judah and for the children of Israel, his companions. Then take another stick, take another eights, take another tree and write upon it for Joseph, the stick of Ephraim, for all the house of Israel, his companions. And so in interpreting eights as being a tree, Ezekiel is told to take one tree for Judah and his companions, take another tree for Joseph, the stick of Ephraim, and his companions, and join them together. The text doesn't say what tree that Ezekiel is grabbing onto, but from Romans chapter 11 and from Jeremiah chapter 11 verses 16 and 17, we know that that tree would be an olive tree. And so then Ezekiel is told in Ezekiel chapter 37 verse 17, take the two trees or take the two sticks as it's translated and join them together and make them one stick, one tree, and they will become one in your hand. And so we're told in the Torah anthology to the book of the 12 prophets, volume two, 
page 308, that the northern kingdom, the house of Joseph, the ten tribes, Ephraim, that the rabbis teach that the ten tribes will only return to the land of Israel and thus be joined with the house of Judah, the Jewish people, at the time of the redemption or the end of the exile and the dawn of the Messianic era, as it is explained. Other exiles, in particular the ten tribes, were to be found in very distant places, and they would not return to their ancestral home at this time, but they will return in the end of days at the time of the final redemption. So the prophecy in Ezekiel chapter 37 of the dry bones who they come out of their graves and they return to the land of Israel, the resurrection of the dead. When they return, they're going to be united, northern kingdom and southern kingdom, upon the mountains of Israel, which is Judea, Samaria, the West Bank, and it includes Jerusalem, because Jerusalem is surrounded by mountains. Ezekiel 37, verse 22. And I will make them one nation in the land upon the mountains of Israel. So the second sign of Moses is the resurrection of the nation of Israel from being scattered into the nations of the world. We can see this in Isaiah chapter 66 verses 19 and 20. And I will set a sign among them, and I will send those that escape of them unto the nations to Tarshish, Pool, Lud, that draw the bow to Tubal and Javan, to the isles afar off, that have not heard my fame, neither have seen my glory. And they shall declare my glory among the Gentiles. I'm going to set a sign and they will declare my glory and they will see my glory. So the sign is seeing the glory of the God of Israel. And they shall bring all your brethren for an offering unto the Lord out of all nations upon horses and chariots and litters upon mules and upon swift beasts to my holy mountain Jerusalem. So the sign for Israel and the nations is the gathering of the 12 tribes of Israel for the nation of the world where they've been scattered be brought back to the land of Israel and having the uniting of northern kingdom and southern kingdom. And what comes with this sign is they're going to see and declare the glory of the God of Israel and they're going to be brought to my holy mountain at Jerusalem. And so now looking at Exodus chapter 4 verse 8, it is written, it will come to pass if they will not believe you nor hearken to the voice of the first sign that they will believe the voice of the latter sign. So the spiritual deeper meaning of this is that if the children of Israel won't believe in the sign of the death, burial, and resurrection of Yeshua to redeem them from their sins, that they will believe the sign of resurrection wherein the exiles of Israel, northern kingdom and southern kingdom, will be gathered from the nations where they've been scattered, which is likened to a graveyard wherein they have the condition of dry bones and they will be brought back to the land of Israel by their graves being opened and so the end of the exile is likened to a resurrection of the dead. And so then if you would look at Exodus chapter 4 and verse 8 in the Hebrew where it says that if they will not heed the voice of the first sign they will believe the 
the voice of the latter sign. The word sign is the Strong's number 226 in the Strong's Hebrew Dictionary, and it is the Hebrew word oat. Now, the normal spelling of the Hebrew word oat is aleph, vav, tav. But here in Exodus chapter 4, verse 8, where we have the sign, we have that sign is spelled without the Hebrew letter Vav. And so we are to look at this sign as something significant given that it is not fully spelled. It does not contain the letter Vav. And so what are the two great signs then of the Messiah that was given to Moses to show the children of Israel? The first great sign is the resurrection of Yeshua. And the second great sign is the role of the Messiah to restore and to gather both houses of Israel. So this is a key and a central element and task of the Messiah is to gather the exiles of Israel. So Yeshua's ministry is focused upon doing that. He makes a down payment on it when he dies on the tree at his first coming and he completes the task at his second coming. So in the Sanchino Midrash Rabbah, volume 2, page 957, the question is asked, what is going to be the role and the purpose of King Messiah when he comes? What will he do? And the answer is he will assemble or he will gather the exiles of Israel. So now, in looking at Yeshua's answer in Luke's version, in Luke chapter 21 and verse 27, we have these words. Yeshua said, Then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. So he's not coming just in a cloud, but he's coming in that cloud in great glory. He's not coming in glory. He's coming in great glory. So we see the connection between him coming in a cloud and the great glory. And so so the cloud is associated with the glory of God. We can see this in the Torah in Exodus chapter 13, verse 21. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of a cloud to lead them the way and by night in a pillar of fire. And then in Exodus chapter 40, verse 34, then a cloud covered the tent of the congregation and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. And so this is describing the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, which is called the glory of the Lord. Now, Yeshua is the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Yeshua is the glory of the Lord. Revelation chapter 21, verse 23, in describing the new Jerusalem, it is written, and the city had no need of the sun, neither the moon to shine it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the lamb is the light. The new Jerusalem is lit by the glory of God, and the lamb is that light. So back Back to Luke chapter 21, verse 27, it says the Son of Man will be coming in a cloud in great glory. Going back to the Torah, the glory of the Lord is the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. It's the role and the task and the function of the Messiah to gather and unite the 12 tribes of Israel when he reveals himself as King Messiah. In Psalm 102, verse 13 and verse 16, it is written, you will arise.
eyes, you will have mercy upon Zion for the time to favor her. Yes, the set time has come. When the Lord builds up Zion, the building up of Zion is the same as the building up of Jerusalem. And we are told in Psalm 147 verse 2 that when the Lord builds up Jerusalem, which is the same as building up Zion, that he will gather together the outcasts of Israel. He will end the exile of the 12 tribes of Israel. But also in Psalm 102 verse 16, when the Lord builds up Zion, when he builds up Jerusalem, when he gathers and unites the outcasts of Israel, the 12 tribes of Israel, that is when he is going to appear in his glory. And then after Yeshua said that he's going to be coming in a cloud in power and in great glory, then Yeshua says in Luke chapter 21 verse 28, when these things begin to come to pass, the signs that he gave of the sign, then look up and lift up your heads for your redemption draws near. And so therefore, the sign that Yeshua is given them that's associated with him coming in a cloud or clouds in great glory, the outcome is the redemption of Israel. And what's the redemption of Israel? It's not only to be forgiven of your sins and saved from your sins, and that's extremely important because Yeshua, at his first coming, he shed his blood and he died on the tree to make that deliverance and that salvation possible, and that restores the relationship, and that allows us to be a part of his family and spend eternity with him, so that is extremely important, but ultimately the completion of the redemption of Israel is not just that their sins would be forgiven, but they would no longer be subjugated to their enemies. They would no longer be in exile, that they would return back to the land in fulfillment of the promises made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that is mentioned in the Torah, outlined in Deuteronomy chapter 30 verses 1 through 6, and as prophesied in many places in the prophets that his people, when they ended their exile, that Messiah would rule and reign over them when he sets up his kingdom. So now, Rebbe Menachem Schneerson in the book Torah Studies on page 96, he explains that the redemption that Yeshua spoke about in Luke chapter 21 and verse 28, that that redemption being the end of the exile of northern kingdom and southern kingdom, that the understanding of that redemption is linked with the historical Egyptian redemption. As he says, quoting from Micah chapter 7 verse 15, like the days of your exodus from the land of Egypt, I will demonstrate great wonders. This means that the future redemption, that is what Yeshua spoke of in Luke chapter 21 verse 28, will resemble or parallel the historical Egyptian redemption. And when Yeshua 
Yeshua redeems Jacob, when he redeems his people, that is when he's going to be fully recognized as the Messiah by his people, as well as the world. And in it and through it, Yeshua will be glorified. Isaiah chapter 49, verse 3, he said, you are my servant, Israel, in whom I will be glorified. So Yeshua is glorified through his people, Israel, and ultimately when he redeems them is when he receives his glory. You can see this in Isaiah chapter 44, verse 23. For the Lord has redeemed Jacob. And so what's associated with redeeming Jacob? He's glorified himself in Israel. So let's summarize here what we've covered so far in the teaching. When Yeshua was asked, what's the sign of your coming? The way he answered the question is he gave various signs of the sign, which included learning a parable of the fig tree, which speaks of the rebirth of the nation of Israel in the last generation. And the major sign in the Bible is resurrection. The two major signs in the Bible is the resurrection of the Messiah and the 12 tribes of Israel who are likened to dead bones when they've been scattered and exiled into the nations of the world for the disobedience and breaking the Torah when they are gathered from the nations, their gathering is also likened unto a resurrection of the dead. And it is a major role and task and function of King Messiah to gather and unite the 12 tribes of Israel. And Yeshua said that the sign of his coming is him appearing in a cloud with great glory. A cloud in the Torah is a reference to the cloud by day in the pillar of fire by night. There was one cloud. There was a cloud that led the children of Israel in the wilderness. This cloud by day and pillar of fire by night is called the glory of the Lord. And as we saw in Revelation chapter 21, verse 23, Yeshua is the glory of God. So when you see the sign, then Yeshua said, your redemption, Luke chapter 21, verse 28, is at hand. That is the end of the exile of the nation of Israel. And when Yeshua gathers the exiles of Israel, all 12 tribes, and he unites northern kingdom and southern kingdom, brings them back to the land of Israel, that is when he will be glorified and he will be recognized as being the Messiah by his people. And as Yeshua prayed in John chapter 17, verse 21, then the world will know that Yeshua was sent by the Father to bring redemption to this world. So now the next thing that we're going to look at in getting a background and an understanding of the parable of the ten virgins is that a servant of Yeshua is commanded to be faithful and wise. And so Yeshua asked the question in Matthew chapter 24 verse 45 as a part of answering the disciples question in Matthew 24 verse 3 what's the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? He says who then is a faithful and wise servant? And Paul taught in 1 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 2 that it is required of stewards that they be found faithful. Now, Yeshua asked the question, who is a faithful and wise servant? 
So keeping the Torah is wisdom. First Chronicles chapter 22, verse 7 and verse 12. And David said to Solomon, Only the Lord give you wisdom that you may keep the Torah. Psalm 19, verse 7, it is written, The Torah of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The Torah of the Lord makes wise the simple. Well, that's going to conclude part two of the series on the subject, the parable of the ten virgins. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.